0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday morning, there's a news and analysis episode, which condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a crisp 15-minute summary. There are also regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that prepare you for what's coming next and give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 251. As you probably noticed, I changed and shortened the intro to the podcast a bit. I also trimmed the outro. David, who is one of our original UL members, noticed that the outro was quite long and that it was preventing people from getting to the next podcast fast enough. I basically had a whole bunch of a really cool song tacked onto the end of the podcast. But yeah, he raised the point that it's kind of annoying because you have to listen to all that before it transitions naturally into the next podcast that you want to listen to. So I took that feedback and cut the intro and outro time combined by probably around 70% just to make it easier to get in and out of the podcast. Just a reminder on product discovery in the discovery section. uh, This show is extremely anti-advertisement. I don't like interruptions in the beginning of the show. I don't like them in the middle. I don't like them at the end. But I do want to surface cool products that I find. In fact, I want to get better at doing that as a service and just keep it all perfectly melded inside of the discovery section. If you like my perspective and you like the stuff that I talk about, I'm hoping there'll be some overlap there. But uh, the way that works is basically I find products that I really love. I talk about them in discovery, but I'm also going to try to reach out to them and say, Hey, would you like to support the show? So I'm trying to figure out how to do that in a very above board, not gross way. So it's not like I'm trying to hide the fact that someone is, supporting the show. But at the same time, I'm not trying to call it out as like, oh, sponsored by or something like that, because it's really not. That's not what's happening. And they're not requiring that I say anything about the product. That is explicitly what I tell them. If uh, someone decides to support the show, they don't get to say when I'm going to say anything. They don't get to say what I'm going to say. So I think this is a really interesting hybrid where I get to surface items, they get no control over what I say about the items. And some of them might end up also supporting the show. So that's the idea. And a good example of this is the Resolute uh, Blade that I've talked about multiple times, which is what I have in my left pocket right now. I've talked about this thing multiple times. They don't support the show. I just keep talking about it because I like it. Um, but I might reach out to them and be like, Hey, do you want to support the show? And, you know, tell them about the show and everything. If they support it, it'll be in there sometimes and it won't be in there other times. So far, there's only been two companies that I've reached out to for support. And it was thinks canary tokens and Crowdsec, which is going to be featured in today's episode. But, uh Yeah, it's got to be a union of these things. It's got to be something I really love, something I actually use. And um, yeah, if someone wants to support that, then that's fine. There's more about this in the show notes for this week. If you want to read more about that product philosophy. And I've also been thinking that I've been neglecting a certain type of writing on the site, which is essentially short form ideas. In the past, Google really did not like short posts. And that still could be the case now. I don't think it matters as much. I think that people would rather see that you write more often. And I often have very small thoughts that are, you know, whatever 500 words. And I was discouraged from posting those before, but I think I'm going to get back to doing that hopefully. And, uh, possibly make podcast episodes based on those really short posts as well. Like little tiny nuggets, you know, two to three minutes, whatever, 500 words. And, uh, the lesson I want everyone to take away from this is never let anything limit your writing, right? If you think you have a little nugget of an idea, capture it. Even if you don't make it public, just capture it. And I would encourage you to put it out there, but you don't want to have stuff like that sitting in your mind, stopping you from writing because that's what keeps people from putting their thoughts out there and being themselves. All right, had three essays this week: the content value hierarchy: How' to protect your podcast or newsletter from being cut when people hit content overload, the relationship between hardship, struggle and meaning, and a Crowdsack primer, which is a modern replacement for fail to ban, which we're going to talk about in the discovery section. Just a, another technical primer, like all my other ones. Security news. Multiple law enforcement groups are preparing for election-related unrest by limiting the ability to take time off in the weeks before and after the election. China is working on swarms of so-called suicide drones, which are relatively inexpensive and can be launched from mobile platforms, including trucks and helicopters. projecting objects such as stop signs, cars and other obstacles can make Teslas see those objects as real causing them to swerve or apply the brakes so i think what they were doing is using like projectors to shine onto billboards and show you know a picture of a car or a picture of a of a road sign like a yield sign or a stop sign and because Teslas and some other cars as well use cameras to interpret whether or not something is a stop sign or not. They're not necessarily bouncing radar or light off of something to validate that they're using cameras. They can be tricked. So this has the ability to cause a Tesla to just slam on the brakes or to pull off to one side or another. But yeah, this is a uh, adversarial stuff, right? Basically, How can you trick an AI system into doing something that the driver and the manufacturer doesn't want it to do? Sweden is growing its military spending by 40% due to tensions with Russia. And Atlanta police used a drone to make an arrest in the murder investigation of Thomas Jefferson Byrd. And then they released the video and I have the video linked in the show. Vulnerabilities, CVE-2020-16898. There's an RCE in the Windows TCP IP stack related to the handling of ICMP v6 router advertisements. This one's pretty nasty because it's just on the TCP IP stack itself. It's evidently internal subnet only, so it's not internet facing, but it could still be pretty bad, Um uh, Depending on how many instances you have inside the network. Evidently, the proof of concept for crashing is pretty easy, but RCE is much more difficult. There are 800,000 or so SonicWall VPNs vulnerable to an RCE. And of course, VPNs, so they're internet-facing, so that's bad. There's a bad null pointer dereference error in Flash and by the way, dereference reference just means read, right? So someone trying to read a null pointer. Someone found an RCE in the desktop app for Discord, and multiple vulnerabilities have been found in Magento, which I somehow still always read as Magneto. It's quite silly. Breaches. Barnes & Noble has warned customers of a breach They're saying they don't know yet, but data may have been stolen. Technology news. The 2021 Tesla Model 3s are getting some major upgrades, which hurts my feelings because I have a 2020, including longer range, a bit more speed, and double-paned glass, which should reduce the road noise. You can now hum or sing songs to search for them using Google. And speaking of Google... Google Analytics has rolled out a new upgrade. It's called Google Analytics 4, and it's uh, much nicer looking. It gives more data, uses AI to provide insights. But as per Google, the rollout doesn't seem well documented or complete. There's supposed to be an upgrade to GA4 button for current Google Analytics properties, but that is not on my site, and a lot of people are saying they don't see it either. And then people are commenting, basically saying that the rollout is not complete. So, another sort of botched launch or a botched user interface to a cool new product, which I can't wait to see if it ever happens and doesn't get discontinued before I get to see it. Companies. Clear, the company that helps air travelers get through the line faster, looks to be pivoting into a larger identity verification play, which makes sense because not as many people at the airports. So they're trying to do this for like credit card transactions and a whole bunch of places where you need to prove that someone is actually them. So that'll be interesting to watch. Company called 98.6 raises $118 million to do remote healthcare, including text-based interactions with doctors and automatic prescription sending to your local pharmacy. Scott Galloway talked about this. I think he's an early investor. Wish I were. Balto raises $10 million to analyze call center conversations using AI. Black Swan, who just raised $28 million, is an Israeli company that's looking to enable any company to leverage AI for operational efficiency and data-driven decision-making. I've always thought this was a great idea. You basically have a tech stack or a tech product combined with consulting, and you go and you find everyone's data, bring it all together, and you you know, train models, and you basically enhance whatever business that they're doing using their own data combined with AI. And it looks like this company, Black Swan, is doing exactly that. Augury is a company that uses AI to predict machine faults based on vibration and sound. And they just raised another $55 million dollars And evidently, they're about to have a competitor from Amazon. This will be a really cool space to watch. It's interesting how sick people have smells. They have sickness smells or sickiness smells. And maybe hard drives that are dying, they might have dyingness sounds or whatever. This whole concept of ness in AI is really interesting. It's like, catness or dogness or whatever. You have a a dogness rating of 98.5, very likely to be a dog. If you have a hard drive dyingness rating of 99%, then the hard drive is getting pretty close to dying. That's what these companies are essentially doing. Danon is a company that scans construction sites using drones and AI, and they could tell you if errors are being made in the construction or if the construction is actually behind schedule. And for large construction sites, this takes a lot of people who are really well-trained to be able to go in and do. So this is an AI approach to it. But don't worry, it won't result in any job loss. Whatever. Alkira is a multi-cloud network startup that helps people get their services onto multiple cloud services very quickly, which basically means you want to launch a cloud service and this company helps you put it in all three major cloud providers at the same time. Human news. China's economy grew 4.9% in the third quarter of 2020. The surge is partly due to its lead at containing COVID And construction and consumer spending are both up. There is a caveat here, though, which is that these are China-reported numbers. And we've seen them messing with their own numbers and their own currency multiple times in the past. So I'll have to watch for that. China has rolled out a pilot of its new digital version of the yuan. And this is not a cryptocurrency. It's just a digital version of their own state-backed currency. Nearly 900,000 people applied for unemployment in the U.S. last week. Amazon has launched a payday loan program for its warehouse workers. This seems gross to me. It's like they're creating both the supply and the demand for a new business that shouldn't even exist. California has a $54 billion budget deficit, and they also have over 340,000 employees making over $100,000 a year in salary. That, to me, seems unsustainable. Rents in San Francisco have crashed the most in the U.S., up to 31%. Ideas, trends, and analysis. How to reverse 50 years of social decline and actually make America great. This is a David Brooks piece over at New York Times. And it talks about a new book from Robert Putman, who wrote Bowling Alone. I think he wrote that around 2000, so that's 20 years ago. I didn't know he was still alive, so good to hear that. But this is kind of like a follow-up of that, and talks more about the decline of the social structure. Looks really fascinating. I cannot wait to read this book. And I'm starting to worry, as are a lot of others, that there's a big COVID shoe that still needs to drop regarding COVID and the economy. There's a very real chance that we've just been sort of going on fumes for the last few months, like stimulus, strong tech performance, etc. But that some of the millions of unemployed people and all the unpaid loans are going to start having an impact. Then there's the election, of course. We could see some strange times, I think, in the next several months. Maybe things stabilize and a Biden presidency brings a big optimism, you know, for years. Or maybe he gets elected and all the Trump-fueled distractions get reduced and people realize there are actual problems with the economy. Maybe Trump wins and the cocaine-fueled optimism continues for how long, we don't know. Or maybe his crazy optimism actually carries things through to a longer-term recovery or a bigger boom than ever. I have no idea, and nobody else does either. But the one thing to say is it may not be a good idea to assume that the recovery will continue the way it has for the last few months, because it could be that the real impact of the bad economy simply has not landed yet. Is Maslow's hierarchy the only pyramid scheme that works? really great article highly suggest you read it and by the way this is 251 so it's a odd episode which means this newsletter is free for everyone so go check it out on the site how substack became milk toast and i have never seen this word before i feel like i don't i don't know why i'm behind it's spelled m i l q u e Toast, milk toast, and it means boring or lame or stupid, bland, basically. Today I learned a new word. Not sure how I've not seen that word before. And this is a really cool one I just read about 15 minutes ago, A Unified Theory for Coming Up with New Ideas. And it talks about internally focused ideas, ideas that are designed to help other people rather than yourself and top down and bottom up. So it's got like four quadrants. It's a really cool model. Discovery. CrowdSec, a Go-based modern replacement for fail-to-ban that leverages crowdsourcing to manage list. So this is the company I was telling you about before. I run this on all my public facing servers. Super happy to finally have a replacement for fail-to-ban after all these years. So if you run a web or SSH server, you should definitely check it out. I put it in a newsletter a while back and they reached out to me, ended up having a good conversation with them and they are now supporting the show for a little bit. So that's cool. And I've got the download to it. I've got a tutorial that I wrote about it. And then I've got a screenshot of some of my metrics from the thing in the newsletter. Just ordered a new microphone arm from Gator Frameworks, which I recently saw on the Joe Rogan show. And it had like a frameworks like text written on the side. I was like, what the heck is that? Then I saw a Philip Wiley, buddy of mine, also talking about it on Twitter. So I did some Googling or whatever. And uh, yeah, I currently have one from Blue, which replaced my old one from Rode. And I'm hoping this will be even better because it's what Joe Rogan is using in his new podcast studio in Austin. Anyway, it looks really cool. looks even better than the old ones he was using, which were like $600. No thanks. I think this one was like $130 or something like that. And I'm trying a new mechanical keyboard. Actually, first time using a mechanical keyboard in definitely over a decade. And I went with the Keychron K2 based on seeing it in an MKHD video not sure if I'll stick with it or not. It's very different. A lot of travel time in the keys. And I don't know, it just feels loud and aggressive. I went on Ashish Rajan's cloud security podcast this weekend. It was on Saturday and had a great time, really enjoyed the conversation. So thanks to Ashish for having me on and definitely check out the cloud security podcast that he's putting out I think he's having some pretty cool conversations over there. The Next World Dark Techno Cyberpunk Dark Electro Playlist. This is a very cyber-oriented EDM playlist that I love to hack and create to. And I just found a service that's really cool where you could put in playlists from any music service and it'll translate into any other music service. So that's pretty cool. How to invent everything. This is a new book that shows you how to invent everything you would need if you got sent back in time. Can't tell you how much time I've spent thinking about this exact problem. Like, how would I invent the combustion engine? And I, I worry about it. I start thinking about, <laughs> like, can I model this in my mind? I, I start thinking about Maxwell's equations. What I mean, what if you were stuck in the past and you're like, I just wish I remembered this because I could, Put humanity on a better path. Anyway, this is a book all about that particular idea. An interesting set of metrics for gauging the health of your team. Really enjoyed some of these. They're kind of non-standard. They're things like how many random birthday parties do you see popping around? How many random compliments do you see one team giving another? Etc. Pretty cool list. I think it's HBR. Sounds very HBR-ish. Lobsters Q4 hiring thread How to Read and Why a new book recommended by a member of the UL Slack channel A collection of tech landscape maps Among SUS, a text-based multiplayer version of Among Us The Hedonometer a project that takes a 10% sampling of the daily Twitter firehose and does bag-of-words analysis on the English words that it sees. It then maps that as an indication of happiness and pleasure in the world. And you can see it charted over time. It's really cool. And it actually has like little dotted lines for like, oh, here's when so-and-so got elected. Oh, here's when the riots happened. Oh, here's when this TV show ended or whatever. JWT Heartbreaker, a burp extension that finds weak secrets automatically. And Vulnhub, Pre-built, vulnerable environments built on Docker. Recommendations. How to read and why. Talked about this above. It's a new book on reading that I'm so excited to get into. Haven't actually read it yet, which is weird to be in the recommendation section. But it's highly rated, and it's about why you should read. So I'm recommending it, cite unread. The aphorism for the week. To avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing be nothing. To avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. Albert Hubbard. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. The show is supported directly by people like you, so that none of us have to deal with advertisements. And if that appeals to you, please consider subscribing at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so you can get the text version of every episode we'll see you next time